0: This is episode 537 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Bug Out Location, Squatters Post-SHTF. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. All right, everyone. Let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from BeansBulletsBandagesAndYou.com, and the title is "Bug Out Location Squatters Post shtf Now, this is a situation that can that you can really find yourself in if you are or if you have a bug out location even if you have, and that doesn't even have to be SHTF. It could be like right now, like you have a place out in the country that you're going to and you go out there and people have taken up residence inside of your shelter, your home, your, you know, your cabin, whatever it might be. And, you know, there are some serious problems with that. So let's go ahead and jump into this article And, uh, I think you'll find it very interesting, something to always keep in the back of your mind. Evicting squatters and trespassers post stuff, hit the fan is a serious issue. And it's one that three B Y regular Michael brought to my attention. He sent us a message a while back containing some interesting thoughts. I'm putting Michael's words in italics. So you can tell what are his thoughts and what are mine. I've edited them just a bit to fit our format but not for content. All right guys. So unless it is specifically said here, um, it it will within the article, I'll let you know who, you know, who's speaking if it's Michael or Salty, but uh, here we start out in Michael's. Michael is uh, talking here, or at least writing, right? Salty and Spice, cool screen names, by the way, have you ever thought through how to evict unwanted guests from your bug out location? Recently, a friend of mine went to check out his bug out location and was unhappy to see someone else was living there. Today, you can call the sheriff, but going there during SHTF to find someone has taken over your bug out location is an issue in my humble opinion. It would stink to roll up to your place at the end of your bug out and get shot at from inside. Alright, so here's Salty. Showing up and finding squatters on your bug out location would really, really harsh a prepper's mellow, wouldn't it? All right. So I think Salty is uh, taking a little bit of that CBD oil there. Okay. (laughs) Just joking. All right. So in normal times, I would just call the sheriff and out they would go. Having said that, if the SHTF and you were in an area which was without rule of law at that time, then you would have Choices to make. All right, so and guys, I got to tell you, in some rural locations, when you call out the sheriff, you're going to be waiting for a very, very long time. So if someone is squatting on, you know, in your property and you call, you know, and the other thing is, is like, do you have cell phone, you know, coverage where you're at? Or are you so far out there that you don't? And then you might find yourself in a very tense situation without the ability to, you know, call the sheriff's department first or, or whatever. But anyway, that's just a couple of, you know, added thoughts there. All right. So continuing on at this point in time, we come to a caveat in our discussion. Much of this article assumes that you have already chosen a bug out location of some kind. If you haven't, well, then you don't need to worry about squatters. That is of course, unless you were planning on becoming a squatter on somebody else's land. I highly recommend that if that's your plan, that you come up with a different one. In a raw situation or a world without rule of law, without rule of law situation, squatting will be a very short, very exciting way of life. Of course, the best way to avoid the problem of squatters in the first place is to live at your bug out location. For many, that's an impossibility. Spice and I live at our town retreat already. Our out-of-town one could get squatted on, we recognize that, but we've done some anti-squatter provisions already, which I will share with you later. Now, you need a post-SHTF plan B, at least. If you show up to your bug-out location and find it occupied, and you were in a roll situation, you need to have a plan B location to go to for at least as long as it takes for you to scout out your situation and decide alternatives, or solutions to get rid of your trespassers. So here are Michael's thoughts. My plan B has a cache of supplies to set up a temporary camp well away from the bug out location and then I can start my eviction process. I'm not sure what would be harder to do, evict hostels or a sad single mom and kids as trust issues would become priority given they chose to steal my bug out location. All right. So I'm going to try to come back to that. If I remember, I just have a few thoughts on that. All right. So Salty continues. What about if there's somebody in your house and no law enforcement is available? Again, Michael shares his thoughts. First, you need to know if someone is in your house, hard to simulate in a training exercise because folks act like they know hostiles are inside. But if you're heading to the bug out location during SHTF, You need a standard operating procedure on how you'll approach your bug out location. Rolling up into an ambush would be bad. Studying your access to your place can allow you to understand how far hostiles inside your bug out location can see you coming. Thus, you can plan to dismount and send a scout team ahead to sneak up and make sure your bug out location is not occupied. Now a parabolic microphone is very useful as most folks make a lot of small noises even when they are hiding. A parabolic microphone is almost poor man's night vision for example. If your dog alerts you you can sweep the wood line for noises. Adding a small laser pointer you use with that microphone allows you to point out noises for others. Now wolf ears are expensive but better than ear damage if someone shoots while you're using a parabolic mic. All right, so I don't know what wolf ears are, so if someone can help me out there, um, that would be good, and you can leave a comment in episode 537, and uh, yeah, like always, I make it pretty easy for you in the show notes. You can just click over to episode 537 and let me know what wolf ears are. The parabolic microphones are going to be, like if you ever watch football and you see the guy with the round, if you're not familiar with it, right, the, the round antenna, plastic looking antenna and uh, they have headphones on and what they're doing is they're recording conversations that the players are having on the on the field right and so that's kind of like that added thing you hear on television or whatever all right so continuing on this is salty speaking again I've actually looked at getting a parabolic microphone but not for finding squatters I've been considering one of them to make an outdoor sound library for bird songs or spring peepers etc. This sounds like a good dual purpose usage. Spice and I have a very good idea of where every nook, cranny and hole is around the place. We know the approaches to our cabin and we know where we can hide if we have to in a spot we would be virtually impossible to find, even with thermal imaging. So here are Michael's thoughts. Studying from inside your home, using a crawling person outside to map out routes that can allow concealed approach is very useful. You can use walking if you like, but note anywhere that person's knees are concealed. Some of us are not young, you know. Also useful to create a fire map of your property so when you tell someone to watch Red 6, they know what you're saying. So concealed routes can be useful to allow you to detonate a couple of those set off and run bug bombs with duct taped rocks for throwing. So set up a couple of tree branches like a window frame and try it. It's not as easy as you think from knees and range is poor. So I think what he's saying there is you can set up like if you were throwing into a window, set up some branches like they would be a window and then practice throwing this, this thing, right? So you had the, the bug, uh, the bug bombs, you know, that you've set off and you leave your house. And so setting that up with a rock to get it in there, um, even, I mean, it's not going to be deadly, but it would get to a point where people would want to get out and, and breathe. And so it could definitely fill up a room uh, and, a, you know, a couple of, a couple of rooms, actually, if it's thrown in there correctly. So continuing on, this is again, Michael's thoughts here. Second version involves some hillbilly engineering. A giant slingshot like the water balloons work well. Not that many folks have gas masks, and I assure you, you will want to get out of that bug spray. I felt poorly for the rest of the day trying to stay inside. Knowing your concealed routes is nice to know so you can prevent a Molotov from surprising you. Alright, so here's Salty again. It's important to know the difference between cover and concealment. For example, we could be in great concealment out at the place by being out of sight in the cabin. The cabin, however, provides zero cover because bullets will pass through the thin metal walls easily without losing killing power. So people who train with paintballs are used to concealment also providing cover, but it doesn't. As Michael puts it, paintball can give you a false sense of security as many of my friends are retired military or LEO and know, that's law enforcement officers, And know just how well even a lowly 22 long rifle can penetrate most exterior siding let alone sheetrock body armor helps but there's still plenty of uncovered human even with marine armor all right so this is salty talking again here if we show up at our bug out location and find it occupied with a large group of heavily armed people it's on to plan b for us because even if we can run them out to use a polite way of saying it We would take casualties most likely and tear the place up beyond usability. So here are Michael's thoughts. Know when you have lost the situation and need to restart elsewhere. A well-armed, decently trained group can defend far better than most of us can attack. Destroying the bug out location with firepower while taking casualties from return fire is not a good plan. Having a plan B, cash, is not that expensive and if the snowstorm is coming, you need shelter now. Tents, tarps, heavy duty plastic sheeting work well. So sometimes an unfinished tractor shelter, unsuitable for occupation, but with cached finishing supplies is pretty cheap and a useful plan B. That way your water supply was developed and hidden under the dirt floor awaiting your digging it up and finishing it. A house is an attractive target, a closable barn, a secondary attraction, but a wide open tractor shed draws few homeless as a shelter. So I like this idea here, Um, having a a tractor, like an unfinished tractor shelter, and just by looking at it, it would seem like, okay, that's not something that you want to go and you want to hang out, right? Actually, I believe they talk about this in the comment section just a little bit, but what you would do is you would underneath right and underneath the floor you would wind up burying a big old cache so with that you know with the stuff that you bury then you would very easily be able to close that tractor shelter in right and you would be able to have means of a shelter so that way uh you would you would have something that you can survive in especially if you're up north in you know, snow and it's winter and all that kind of stuff. And, and you have a way to be able to protect yourself from the elements out there. So that's something really that i never thought about before. I've never heard anyone else say that, you know, you have something that looks, um, you know, it, it looks like, okay, that could be something there, but it doesn't look like it would really matter to anyone or no one would really want a piece of that right so that they would just keep walking and find something else not realizing that there's all these materials underneath buried to make it very easy for you to close it in and to have that or to use that as a shelter all right so let's continue on and this next section says so what happens if people squat on the place during normal law times So I visited the Legal Beagle website and found the following information. Since we live in Missouri, I'm giving you Missouri's laws. Your state's legal code will probably be different, so you should look up the info in the state your bug out location is located at. This is taken directly from them, and all credit goes to Legal Beagle. All right, so we're talking about here squatter's rights. So adverse possession squatter's rights. Adverse possession, commonly known as squatter's rights, is recognized under the revised statutes of the state of Missouri. A person may lose title to his land if a trespasser occupies or makes use of it with or without the intent to claim ownership for a period of 10 years. A trespasser must satisfy five legal elements in order to acquire land via squatter's rights. Alright, guys, so this is crazy. When some of you hear this, you're gonna be like, What? I can't believe that this is possible. Alright, so here we go. Open and notorious use. Remember, these are the five legal elements. Open and notorious use. So a squatter has generally satisfied the open and notorious use qualification under the law if his occupancy, use, or improvements to a piece of property are viewable by the rightful owner. Alright? The second one is this, continuous use. A squatter must occupy or use a piece of land for a period of at least 10 years with no legal action having been brought against him before he can attempt to claim title. In some cases, use need not be continuous or consistent. Two squatters could occupy a piece of land for five years each and legally combine their time. All right. So now we're not we're not at 10 years. Now we're at five years. Right. So if there is a, a husband and a wife or a man and a woman who, you know, we're a couple. Now we're down to five years. That's crazy. The third one is this actual use. The squatter must use the land in similar fashion to land located in the general vicinity. A squatter can use another person's land for a home or for farming as long as there are other homes or farms nearby. The fourth one, exclusive use. A squatter can attempt to claim title via the exclusive use clause if the rightful owner of the land has not sought legal recourse and has not permitted any other person to use his property. And lastly, hostile use. In order to prove hostile use of the land, the rightful owner of the land must not have granted the squatter permission to use it. Granting permission will often void the hostile use requirement and prevent the squatter from gaining title. All right, so that really is the end of the article. There is a link here to that Legal Beagle website with the squatter's rights in Missouri, but let's just go back to that just really quickly. That is absolutely crazy, right? So according to that law, and I'm just thinking like how could this possibly be, right? But let's just say you have a piece of property and maybe the people who own it are a little bit older. Maybe Maybe the husband that goes out there to hunt has gotten sick and hasn't gone out there for five years. So somebody kind of moves in there and they make improvements. It's a husband and wife team. So they've been there for five years. You know, no one has ever said, hey, you got to get out of there. Um there's no, you know, they, they never gave them permission or anything like that. So that hostile use thing is not in effect. And you know, maybe they have, you know, I don't know, They maybe they've used it for farming or just living like other people have done there. I mean, according to that, and there might be more to it than that, but according to just this, somehow at some point they can go ahead and stake claim to it, right? Or let's just say that there is uh, a couple owned a piece of property out there. Maybe the husband really liked it and would go out there and he passed away and, and the wife owns it and it's you know she hasn't gone out there. She's paying the taxes on it. Maybe the taxes are minimal. She's paying the taxes. She hasn't gone out there. She doesn't care about it. She hasn't done anything with it. And then it's been 10 years and you lose that property because you really haven't done anything with it. But you've been maintaining the taxes, but really never doing anything else with it. And you didn't even realize people were living on there. So that's absolutely crazy, right? To think about something like that happening. Of course, that's you know, SHTF and all of that. So, uh, or that's before, you know, that's right now where there is a legal system, SHTF, all that kind of stuff would be thrown out. There'd be, you know, other crazy things going on there. All right. So in the comment section, there was a couple of ideas there. Salty mentions that he is going to share his ideas of, you know, squat, anti-squatter position, uh, yeah, provisions later on in a, in another article. Uh, and so there are some things here that, um, Actually, Michael kind of added into the comments, so you can come and and check this out. Just information about the the tractor shed, which he was which he was mentioning. He just kind of gave a little bit more information about that. And other people were just saying, "Hey, this is something that is is you know that you really need to think about." Now, I think I remember doing an article on this uh, not too long ago on the podcast. Maybe I don't know. I say not too long ago. It could have been like a year ago, maybe longer or whatever but it did mention that same idea where, and maybe it wasn't on the podcast. Sometimes I get things confused because I'm reading so much, but it was something along those lines is when you come up to your bug out location, yeah, you do need to approach it like someone is there, even, you know, if you're not sure, right? And so you need to go and you need to do a little bit of uh, reconnaissance and make sure that nobody is there taking advantage of your property, because then if that was the case, then you need to you know, figure out what you're going to do. Now, that article uh, dealt with like, how are you going to get these people out? Right. And so that was part of it uh, there. This article is more like, all right, so if there is a group in there, then you probably be better for you to move on to plan B and all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking about this, you know, like if there was a single mom there and just coming from my, uh, I guess, from my uh, pastoral, my Christian, I I don't know, my, my faith and understanding that, Hey, okay. So if SHTF did happen, right. And, And another thing would be like, how close to the event, the SHTF event are we talking about here? So like if the SHTF, SHTF event just happened and there are people squatting there, well, then you know that they were there way before, you know the shtf event happened right but if you're talking about you have a bug out location and you weren't able to get to it right away maybe the shtf event happened and it's taken you maybe you tried to get out by car maybe you waited till things settle down maybe it's been a couple of months and then you get out there that's a little bit different story and then you find like a single mom and their kid there or whatever you know that that's a little bit a different take there but i think that if i rolled up on that situation right and I pulled back and I watched it for a while and you know maybe a day maybe two days and I realized there's nobody else but a single mom and a kid I probably would approach it and act like I wasn't the owner like hey do you have you know some extra you know do you have space for an extra person to live here or you know approach it that way and see how she responded right and see how she reacted and kind of go from there And so, you know, you always have that uh, ability to do that and just being creative. I don't know if if there was only one person, you know, one single mom with a kid living there. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't really know how I would respond. I would hopefully I would respond with a little bit more like, hey, looking out for people. But at the same time, you got to take you got to weigh everything. You got to take everything into account. And you got to make sure that your family is protected. I mean, that's, you're responsible for your family, right? You got to make sure they're protected and they're taken care of before you start looking at that other aspect of it. But just where I'm coming from, that would be a a part of what I know that I would be doing. All right, guys. So that is it for this article. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. What do you think about it? Like I said, you can come over to episode 537, drop me a line in the comment section or you can come on over to Beans, Bullets, Bandages and, and leave it in the article comment section as well and inter- interact with them over there and uh, keep that thing going. You know, this article in the comment section and stuff like that. Keep the conversation going over there. All right, that's it for episode 537. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this episode. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.